Welcome back Rebels to another episode of Isolation, a mini-series from Creative Rebels where we talk to the creatives behind the cameras. In this episode we talk to Nastasia Yakub, the founder of Dame Traveller and now author of the new book Dame Traveller Live the Spirit of Adventure. Her aim is to inspire and empower her huge community to travel more, do more and be more. I never follow the trends, whatever I, makes me happy, that's what I put out into the world. been a long time since we last caught up yeah we were shooting in chinatown I, that's actually like one of my favorite photos i was looking at it the other day <laughs> oh amazing yeah i really loved that yeah, day that was really a nice morning next time i'm back in new york probably be kind of later this year towards the end we'll have to catch up again yeah sounds great i'll be here <laughs> what, <laughs> what would you say your job title is Uh, That's a hard question to answer, but I guess I'm a jack of all trades. I do a lot, uh, but I am the founder of Dame Traveler, and I used to be a nurse, and I am a photographer, storyteller, and now author. So what's Dame Traveler for anyone who doesn't know? Uh, Dame Traveler is the first female travel community on Instagram. Um, I started it back in 2013 when I noticed a need for a female travel community on the platform because there were a lot of general travel communities and a lot of photography communities that consisted of majority men male photographers yeah um and most platforms were celebrating only male photographers so i was like hey that's not fair because there's a lot of female photographers as well so i started dame traveler because i wanted to a way to celebrate brave talented women around the world who mostly travel solo of course not all of them do but yeah so I started it while I was on bed rest after a work-related injury as a nurse. And I guess just the message really resonated with everyone who came across the brand because it was just a strong niche. It was back in 2013. So there weren't, you know, as many, it it was the travel industry wasn't as saturated as it is now on Instagram. So I, you know, I kind of attribute where I am today to luck, but also, you know, discovering a need and, and, and actually taking action towards making it happen. Um, and here we are today. Do you think you kind of treated it initially as like a bit of escapism from your bed rest? Yeah, I, I went on my first solo trip to Cape Town, South Africa. And that was before I started the blog. So that was in 2011 while I was a nursing student. I couldn't find anyone to come with me. And so I just impulsively booked a flight to Cape Town before I could talk myself out of it. And I I went and it was probably one of the best experiences of my life because it changed my life and it changed my perspective on um, how what I'm capable of. So fast forward um, to 2013, I graduated nursing school and I have a, a severe form of scoliosis, um, 80 degree curve when I was 12. So I had major back surgery um, and didn't really bother me until I started uh, working as a nurse. So I was a brand new nurse on the job six months into it. And I went to go break the bed, which means literally lifting half of the bed to move the mom to the stretcher um, during an emergency. Yeah. So I'm not very, I mean, I'm strong, but I'm not, I'm kind of frail. I'm five foot one and 102 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, know how to convert that for you right now. But so I lost control over the bed and it fell on me. And so I fell into bed rest and then I just needed a creative project. So Instagram was just, you know, starting to become popular. And I was like, oh, it'd be fun to 
find a way to just bring female travelers together and to also celebrate them. And so that's how Dame Traveler was born. And it was just my way of living vicariously through the women who could travel at the time. And it was just a, it was a great release. And it's kind of like, kind of speaks to where I was actually thinking about it earlier. I'm like, wow, you know, I spent so much, I kind of know what this is like in a way because I was in at home, you know, on bed rest for about six months and months. And I was kind of having deja vu and I was like, wow, well, I overcame that. Hopefully I can overcome this, but we'll see. Yeah, I think that's a really important message. And I was thinking about that as you were talking there. Like if you don't have anything to do, how important do you think it is to find a creative project of some kind? Yeah, definitely. And that's the thing I was, you know, I graduated nursing school and in the States, school's not cheap. Um, And I went to a private school and I didn't have mommy and daddy to pay for it for me. So (laughs) I have a lot of student loans. Um, So it was a really heartbreaking situation graduating nursing school with thousands of dollars, I mean, thousands of dollars in debt. Yeah. Um, and then getting a job, getting so excited after working so hard, you know, in nursing school, and then only to find out that it ended six months after I started all that hard work and, um, yeah, and just money kind of down the drain, but not really. Um, that must know. have been a really, really, really hard time mentally. Like, it, how, it was, how was it you yeah. got through that? Because that must take some real, like, grit. Yeah, it was definitely hard on me because I have a history of post-traumatic stress disorder and anxiety already um, from my childhood. So that was really challenging because I didn't know how to cope with it. And the only way I knew how to cope with it was through art and, you know, beautiful images and and inspiring stories. And so I picked up, I I was, um, I went to therapy, like it was like a teletherapy. And so she was- What's teletherapy? therapy it was just like uh, you know speaking to my therapist over the phone oh okay yeah, yeah um yeah and so I asked her um if she had any book recommendations because it just had enough of that like really sad feeling um yeah. and she gave me a few and she added the secret in there and I was like oh I had heard of it but I I was skeptical because like oh I thought it was like a scam or something yeah. <laughs> it was because popular back in the day and so I was married at the time and I I just kind of ignored her book recommendations because I didn't think they were that good. And then a couple of weeks later, I went into, we had a big closet with tons of books in there. And I walked in, I was just looking through like the books. And, uh, and then I had walked into that closet so many times and I never noticed that book. And of course I noticed it when I walked in (laughs) and I'm like, oh, we actually have that book here. Okay. (laughs) I guess I'll pick it up. And I picked it up and I read it. And I just remember, like, just a sparkle was lit. And I was like, wow, this is just mind-blowing. And I I probably read it, like, ten times over and over again. But I could tell that the more I kept reading it and the more I kept, like, feeling these positive, happy feelings, the better I felt just over the days and over the weeks. And then through inspired thought, that's when Dame Traveler came to me. It's kind of crazy. I mean, I'm a big believer in, you know, serendipitous happenings and, you know, being in tune with these things. Um, And I'm I'm a very intuitive person. So I just thought that was interesting. But I, I mean, of course, we're only human. So it's like we, it's we're we have to constantly remind ourselves that this good exists out there. And it's, it takes work. it's not like you're just this positive person effortlessly yeah you know and of course I get 
in you know dark times i'm in a dark time right now and just talking about it right now i'm like maybe i need to get out of this funk and i haven't really been working towards that you know that level of happiness and motivation that i i found when i was on bed rest but yeah it's hard what do you think the girl sat in bed rest there would say to you now oh my gosh she would be like snap out of it <laughs> look, look what you've done since that you know dark time that you really thought everything was the end i mean my doctor was like well you know you could go back to you know your job or you know floor nursing but you're putting yourself at risk and if this happens again and if one of the you know one of the nails had shifted and it didn't hit a nerve at the time but it I could have gone injured again. And if it hit a nerve, I could have been paralyzed. Yeah. Um, so I was very lucky. But I, at that point, I thought everything was the end. And that was like, that was 2013. How many years ago was that? Yeah. And so much has happened since then. And so if I didn't get out of that funk and I gave up and just was just in a depressing state this whole time, I would have wasted a lot of time. Um, and so maybe... Yeah, I think she would just tell me to snap out of it. <laughs> be kind to yourself, but snap out of it and be strong. Because let's take it back then, because it has been a crazy seven years. Oh my gosh, it is, a, yeah, almost a decade. <laughs> so from starting that Instagram account, at what point did you think this could be what I do now? So it was 2013, and it was a hobby pretty much until 2015. And it was also a time of just building community. And that was really important to me because I had no agenda really because I didn't think anything, I didn't have any like solid proof that um, an actual business would come out of it. Yeah. I mean, I had a nursing degree. So now today it's totally different. Like we can find so many ways to create anything out of nothing these days because of how much is out, how many resources are out there. But in 2013, I was just like, oh, this is really cool. And it's getting a lot of press. Um, Vogue India was writing about it and like in their print magazine, Elle Canada, all these like incredible publications. But I was like, wow, this I mean, something is happening here. Yeah. So and I have a great I have a big audience and it was all grown organically through all the press I was getting and through the community that I was building. Um no loop giveaways or any gimmicks like that. Yeah. I'm definitely a strong believer that those are not good. Um, so I never, I never did any of those, but uh, I'm proud to say that I did build the community organically and through just connection. Um, so in, I never really thought anything was possible until like 2015. And then I was starting to feel like, okay, well, you know, if I put my, all of my effort into this, I think something could come of it yeah. um but I was married at the time and and you know we were arguing and he wanted me to um find a real job because he's in, he was in finance and so he was like you know always pressuring me to you know he didn't really take it seriously at the time and then I got invited to the White House and I was like wow <laughs> I was one of 40 creators to come photo to be the first to photograph and share the White House the images of the White House on social media and I thought that was really incredible and uh, and so slowly I started realizing that there is power in this and there's potential yeah. in this I don't know what it is right now but I'm going with my gut and I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing because obviously it's working and again like listening to my intuition so I got a job um, with a travel company in Chicago and I got the job 
strictly because I my Dame Traveler community was my portfolio. Yeah. <laughs> it was like social media management at their headquarters. And I helped them build their Instagram. And at the time, it was like a really... I, they didn't even know how to sign into Instagram. I had to create like a PowerPoint. <laughs> like, like, you know, step by step, this is how you use Instagram. And I kept pushing it. And so... I built it over three months, um, but I just, it was crazy. I was like, I'm working for a travel company. I asked for a weekend, you know, like a long weekend off, like one day off, and they wouldn't give it to me. I'm like, I'm not going to be stuck in this cubicle working for a travel company and talking to travel bloggers all the time um, and then dreaming of travel and I can't do anything with it. So this is just not for me. So I just resigned. And I, uh, that's when I started putting all of my energy into Dame Traveler. And the moment I did that, that's when I started receiving all the opportunities because I was putting all of my, you know, I, I took a risk. I quit my job and I didn't quit my job to travel the world. I still had a base and, you know, I worked on my blog yeah. and, um, and then I started receiving all these opportunities. And then from that, from then um, on, I was just traveling basically for a living. What were your finances like at the time? Like to be able to just quit your job, did you have enough saved or did you just kind of leave well, it? Well, I was married at the time, so I didn't have rent yeah. <laughs> to pay for, which was great. I mean, I had, um, I had student loans and I mean, I'm not a big spender at all. So I was able to like manage my finances and just live very simply and mm-hmm. not go out much. And so that really helped. And my main focus was to and at that point that was kind of a turning point I remember like googling you know how to create a a media kit and I was just taking it very seriously I'm like if I need if I want to turn this into a business then I have to take it seriously but it actually happened kind of fast the moment I made that media kit I received like an offer um to go on a trip to Thailand with the tourism board of Thailand and then right after that, it was like one trip after another after another. It was like a ripple effect. And it was incre- incredible. And then it just happened so fast. And I was like, wow, how did I, you know, a year, six months later, a year later, I was like, whoa, I'm actually doing this. And I remember in 2016, we moved to New York City and we were cleaning out like, you know, we're just like unpacking. And I had a little and I, I remember when I was on bed rest, I used to always write down like my goals with a pen and paper, not with my phone just with a pen and paper I feel like that's very powerful so I wrote down I want to travel the world for a living and I my ex actually found it in a box and he gave it to me and he's like you do realize you're doing this now amazing (laughs) and I was like wow that's incredible I think I do think it's really important to declare what it is that you want to do to the world because if you just keep it inside then there's no one to kind of like hold you accountable for that as soon as you actually physically write it down or tell someone this is what's going to happen and I feel like it's telling someone this is what's going to happen not in a way of like I might do this this is an idea that I have I was just like no this is going to happen yes you declare it rather than yeah being wishy-washy about it absolutely now what would you say to someone like uh, when you mentioned your husband back there and it's the same situation a lot of people in with their parents where they're maybe not following something that they want to do they've they feel like they're being pressured into something that they don't want to do because it's safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a huge believer in not settling. I'm actually just posted something about that in my stories because, um, like, two years ago, I had posted this quote, and I still have that mindset. I've always had that mindset since I was a child. Basically, I came from a really strict Middle Eastern family and community, and. 
the, you know, there are a lot of pros, obviously, to my culture. I'm very proud of who I am and my culture, but there are a lot of downsides to growing up in a situation like that because there are certain expectations for you, you know, to um, as a as a girl to, you know, get married and have three or four kids and be this like perfect wife, um, you know, it, it, God forbid you ever have dreams and like go yeah. after them. Um, and I, and I just, uh, since I was a child, I was like, no, I'm sorry, but no, this is my life and I'm going to go after whatever I want. And, but that took a lot of courage and I kept suppressing that because I was listening to, you know, all the fear and everyone telling me what my life should be like. And then I don't know, just something hit me at the age of 19, 20. That's when I was like, no, no, these people cannot tell me what to do with my life. So I'm going to go after what I want. So I moved from Michigan to Chicago without you know the approval of my community or my family and I and I just left and I never moved back and I'm proud to say that I've lived in between Chicago and New York for over 10 years and never moved back to Michigan because I but you know like of course my family was not happy with me in the beginning my community wasn't really like of course there's a lot of gossip and whatever because it feels like a small town but if I allowed all of that to stop me who knows where I would be right now I would probably be like married unhappily married with three or four kids. I'm like, I would have not been able to publish a book, travel to 67 countries, live in my dream city. Like the list goes on because I listened to what people were saying. And so what I was, I kept reminding myself was this too shall pass. Yes, they're upset with you right now, but they love you. And ultimately they want your happiness, even though right now it seems like they only want you to do what they envision for you. But just be persistent, stick with it, Stay strong. It's a storm right now, but eventually it's going to pass and they're going to come around and they're going to be proud of you. So I kept telling myself that um, whenever I got hard and whenever I would argue with my, with them. Um, and look, and now my dad is like literally my biggest fan. <laughs> but, <laughs> like he's like tells everyone to add, oh, do you have Instagram? Follow her. <laughs> like, and he's like loves the book. So that's just an example of being persistent and not giving up because I think people like, you know, they initiate it, but then they get scared because of all the, you know, all the pushback that's happening, but, and then they back out. But the worst thing you could do is back out. Just keep pushing through. Um, Keep pushing through and make, like, as you said, like your dad's now proud of you. If you could just work so hard that you can make your parents proud, I feel like that's all you have to do. Exactly. And especially if you're not doing any, if you know in your heart of hearts, you're not hurting yourself, you're not hurting others. You're only doing what's what's best for your life. Again, emphasis on your yeah, life. Yeah, <laughs> um, sure. Then there's nothing wrong with what you're doing as long as you're not harming yourself or anyone else. So, you know, it's if it works for you, it works for you. And that should be your main priority. Everyone else, it, you know, should, should, you know, should come after the fact. And that that's that i mean that's just like i'm a firm believer in that my entire life is like shaped by this mentality and i don't regret it at all where do you think you got your confidence from because i feel like even to so when you left to south africa and travel alone like just leaving home to move to chicago like both of those things are really brave and a lot of people wouldn't have that kind of courage to go and do that where do you think you've got that from that's a good question and I cannot pinpoint exactly where it came from because it's been in in within me um since I was a child I've always like challenged and been brave and you know fought back for what I believed in and um I am very spiritual and I have a close relationship with Christ and I think 
my faith has really strengthened me because I know that people will always disappoint you, but my, or disappoint me, you know, of course it's going to happen where humans are going to disappoint. But for me and on my journey and in my life, my faith has really given me the courage to be able to go after what I want, because I know at the end of the day that that is the main, um, that is the only like consistent thing in my life. And it's never failed me. And I've been alone on this journey many, 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 many times because a lot of the decisions I made, I had pushback, you know? And so, of course, I was alone. And it's a lonely road. Success is a lonely road, you know? Of course, you can have people that support you, but at the end of the day, no one's going to support you as much as you will support yourself, you know? Um, So I think uh, my faith has played a huge role um, in my courage of going after what I want. And also... Of course, there are times where I don't believe in myself. You know, there's like that negative self-talk that happens all the time. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm, you know, like this, like. And how do you cope with that? Um, That is just, it's just like this inner dialogue. Like, okay, yeah, these, these negative thoughts are coming, but, you know, are, are basically taking over, but also remind remembering to remember that these are not truths these are fears these are anxieties and it's okay to have them and looking at them and I'm I'm still learning how to not judge myself for having these thoughts because they're gonna happen no matter what you know I I just spoke on my first yeah I'm only human and I've just spoke on my first panel around my book release on March 3rd and I was terrified I had a panic attack like 20 minutes before I left and then the moment I got up there, I was totally fine. I'm, I was speaking the way I'm speaking right now. Yeah. And, it, you know, and there, there was a room full of like, I don't know, 50, 60 people. And I was totally fine. But it was just that, you know, that fear and that negative self-talk. But I do it anyway, despite a fear. I think that is probably the main, the main thing that I, I actually don't, I never back out. Um, I still do it despite the fear. But it, that fear still happens. <laughs> I can't, I can't run away from that. And what do you reckon other people could do to help overcome that fear, especially just stuff like getting on stage and just making that first leap? So I feel like yeah. that's the hard pit bar, isn't it? It's like that leap. It's like, cause once you're in it, you're generally fine, but it's just that right. little window of like the fear of the future. Yeah. I, I mean, the best advice I could give is just do it despite the fear, you know, just, it's kind of like when people learn how to swim, they just jump in, <laughs> Yeah. just, just do it. And, and the, the thing is just don't give up at all. Like don't, don't back out no matter how afraid you are. I, I really, I can't pinpoint exactly, you know, what happens, what goes on through my mind. Um, but I just, you know, I'm able to wipe my tears and just go for it. So if, uh, kind of so much talk about you on your own, like you've built this huge community here. How important is community to you and your life now? very um it's hard because sometimes I need time for myself um especially in times like this where I need to just you know be but it it's hard to answer that question right now because of the time that we're in um but as a solo traveler when I was traveling that community was so incredible you know for me um because of course I love solo travel but it came to a point where I've been, I was doing it for like four or five years. And, you know, I had to go on these trips and most of the time alone. And so I would just tap into my community and meet people all over the world. And 
you know, locals like in Amsterdam or Paris and Rome, and they would show me around, you know, their neighborhoods and then take me to their favorite coffee shop. And that just like that strong, beautiful connection um, with people that I've made all over the world is so, it's such a gift. And I think that's like the biggest gift I've received from creating this community. And then also seeing how other women have connected um, with one another through the community. That is really incredible to me too, um, to be able to like create a platform where others can connect with one another as well. Yeah, because I noticed in your bio, it says uh, it's not just a travel community, it's a travel and empowerment community. Yeah. So as I was saying, you know, I come from a strict Middle Eastern community and I think the foundation of my community is was born out of being told that I'm not able to do things strictly because I'm a woman. And yeah. so I, and, and yeah, it's all about, tra- Dame Traveler is all about travel, but I also wanted to incorporate the empowerment component at, with it, uh, into it as well. Um, and that has really been the foundation of it. That's why it was born because I wanted to empower women who were who have always been told, no, you can't travel alone. You, oh, you should wait for a guy. Don't go alone. Or, oh, who's your Instagram boyfriend? Or the things like that. Like, no, if you want to go to Paris and no one will go with you, book that trip and don't be afraid. Um, and there have been so many times where I received so many emails and messages from people, you know, letting me know that my platform has just, you know, showing, uh, sharing all these stories and these images and my story and being very open that it's empowered them to take that leap of faith. And then it's like, you know, once that first trip is, you know, done, then it's kind of like addicting. They want to go here and here and here and it changes their life. So that's incredible. Do you ever use messages like that at times when, when things are a bit low or you're kind of a bit like, I'm just tired now? Because I know like for me, if I'm like up at three in the morning editing this podcast because it needs to go out the next day, it's like, I'm really tired and I just want to go to bed remembering that this is helping people. Yeah. Yes, that's that's a very good point. Um, I'm a very nostalgic person, so I save like everything. Like if there's a message that like brought me to tears or something like that, I yeah. save it because, and then I go back to it because, you know, it's it's a great reminder and I'm also a visual person and so I can you know, like read it, look at it and feel the way I was feeling the moment that I read it. And that reminds me, you know, to be stronger, but it's also building enough courage to, or, you know, like being um, present and conscious enough to go back and to actually to do that. Otherwise, you know, you, (laughs) you forget about it and you don't do it. And then, yeah, you're in a dark place again. Yeah. Cause I think it's always a great, like it's always great to stop for a minute and just look back at where you've come because too many people don't really see their growth because they're only looking at thinking about yesterday. And obviously when you look back, you don't see much growth between now and yesterday. But then you look back like a year or in your case, seven years, and you can see a huge transformation. I feel like now's a really great time to be grateful and to appreciate how far you have come. Wow, that actually... Thank you for that reminder because I kind of needed that right now. I've been distracting myself with like editing photos and just like mindless work just to not feel anything right now because everything is so overwhelming. And I haven't taken, I feel like looking back at, I'm on day 33 of quarantine in New York. And I can't say that, I mean, I've done something where I've like organized and meditated a bit and exercised, but I haven't really 
taken the time to sit down and reflect and i feel like maybe i should do that soon yeah i think like now is is such an important time to do that because it allows you to appreciate what's happened already and it gets you excited for what the future can be as well yeah that is a very good point thank you for the reminder (laughs) (laughs) that's okay um also like just doing other creative things so like for example i do a lot of like photography but i haven't drawn or painted in a long time now because kind of in the graffiti business it got to a stage where we got to a certain size and i basically had to say to myself i need to stop painting now because i need to concentrate more on the business more on the marketing more on the kind of getting people to find out who we are elements of it or even kind of just like doing things or planning for the future but the kind of creative side of it they're kind of the actual physical making disappeared so i've really rediscovered that over the past like few weeks of being in isolation of just like not feeling like you have to work from the moment you get up to the moment you go to bed because that's what i was doing to start with and i completely burnt out after like the first 10 days because it was just like the world's going to chaos around me i need to work triple hard to get back to the level place i was at before but realizing that that's not going to happen for anyone like everyone's in the same boat and i just need to kind of like pace myself because i don't want to burn out already because i don't want to fall out of love with what i'm doing and i think it's good to like even if we're talking to a freelancer the other day and she was saying even though she works at home normally she's like she's getting a lot of people ask her how to be a freelancer because everyone's now working from home like how do you work from home she's like well i know how to work from home in a normal society but i don't know how to work from home in this crazy world that no one's got any experience in so she's saying like now even if she does like a two or three hour work day that's an achievement because it's like she doesn't need to sit and do everything she was doing before because she just can't like mentally she just needs that break but i think it is important at the moment to take a bit of time for yourself to just try and find something that's creative that there's no pressure behind you don't it's not like you're earning money from it it's just just having a bit of fun right yeah that is a very very good point because i work from home as well and normally i work from my apartment like three days a week and then i'll go to a coffee shop just to break it up just to be around people and so i haven't been able to do that and it's been really difficult for me to focus and be efficient and I think instead of fighting it, I should probably just close a laptop (laughs) and do something else. Um, Yeah, that that is definitely a good reminder. But it's it's such a crazy time right now. So whilst we're thinking back, what would you say your favorite place you've ever traveled to is? Well, Italy is my favorite place in the entire world. Um, What is it about Italy? Oh, gosh, it, it just resonates with my soul. It's like my soul destination. I go, I've been going back every year, every October since 2011. Yeah, 2011. And every time I go back, I the moment I land, I just feel at peace. And I feel like I should have been born there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just um, I love the people. The people are so warm. Of course, the food. Um, and, and within Italy, there's just so many destinations that are you know, so different. And it just has so many things to offer. It's hard to explain. It's more of a feeling than a description. Yeah, it makes me so happy. And I usually go to the south. And I love going in October because that's when the crowds kind of disperse. And it's so warm. Yeah, it's like 75 degrees. But the uh, leaves are turning because I love fall. Yeah. And so you have like that full fall foliage, but still warm and no crowds. It's October is the best in Italy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, what would you say to a creative who's just getting started on their journey today? Um, stay true to yourself. 
because I, I find like, especially now because there's just, everyone's a creative, you know, um, yeah. and stop comparing yourself. So for me, I, I'm very unapologetic. Like I'm a feeler. So, you know, constantly I'm scrolling through my feed and if I don't feel connected to something, then it's not personal, but I have to like, let go of that. And so we're so inundated with so much on this platform and in this space and in this time that it's really important to protect your energy. And it's easy to like lose your love for it because you're so caught up in the engagement and what other people are doing and yeah. trends and all this garbage. And I never follow the trends, whatever I, makes me happy. That's what I put out into the world. And it, I know that it's kind of like, like, I don't know who the word to describe it, but that that's just how I've always operated. And I stay true to myself and I stay true to my values, regardless of the trends or what's happening in the Instagram world or wherever it is. I don't, I just don't follow the trends. I just yeah. do whatever I want to do. I feel like so much of what you said today, like the word authenticity just keeps coming up or that Thank in you. one another way. So it's like, it's so nice to see that you have being able to stay authentic throughout this whole thing and just, yeah, just be you. Yeah. And like with Dame Traveler, for example, I, I'm actually pretty much a tomboy. Like I'm not like in like flowy dresses and cute hats. <laughs> and so unfortunately, like in the beginning, I didn't even realize that like just, it just so happened that a lot of the girls who were posing, they were just like in those outfits and I never paid attention to their outfits. And so I was featuring a lot of photos like that and I guess that's kind of how the trend started with the Dame Traveler hashtag of like the girl looking out into the you know distance but that it's, was my way I'm sorry I was gonna say it's mad that like if you, if you go to Morocco now and there's loads of just hats with names oh on god them, yeah that's prob I know. It's probably your fault <laughs> it's great no <laughs> my friends tease me about that <laughs> <laughs> um but my intention of creating that style of photography or whatever I, it was just really my my vision was I wanted, you know, a girl to like scroll through Instagram and see, you know, a, a small female subject in a grand setting looking away. And so she's able to envision herself in that setting. Yeah. And that was my only intention. <laughs> but then it turned into a cliche and that's not what I intended for it to, you know, to happen. So I quickly realized that that's what was happening and I didn't want to be known for that. So um, I changed it and I changed the feed in 2018, I think. Yeah, like two, a year and a half to two years ago. And I started a series called DT Behind the Lens, Dame Traveler Behind the Lens. And so I changed the feed and now it's a balance of photos without female subjects in them, but photographed by female photographers. Because yeah. not every traveler likes to be in the photo. Um, I'm actually one of them. I'm the founder of Dame Traveler, but... I'm barely in my photos. <laughs> Especially if you're a solo traveler as well. It's hard. It's like, I feel yeah. like, remember when we met in New York, I remember like we had a discussion and I was like, is this really creepy? But when I'm walking on my own, I'll often just like look for a person. Like if there's yeah. a girl walking past in a nice outfit, I'll like quickly get a snap of her across the road with a nice scenery behind her. Yeah. Because if you're on your own, you don't have a model to take pictures of. Right. And I used to do that actually. Because I, you know, if I was working for a brand and I needed a photo for Dame Traveler, I would walk around and find a cute girl, like, you know, doing a stride by in front of a street. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I would take a picture of her because I don't necessarily have to be in the photo. And so I was like, no, this is frustrating. And why am I doing this to myself? And I also want to stay true to myself. I started this 
because I wanted to celebrate talented women and female, all female travelers, not just like cute, pretty girls in nice dresses. And so I completely changed the feed. And of course, at the expense of my engagement, because, you know, yeah, because that must have been pretty risky. Yeah. Like, did you kind of worry about that? I, I worried about it for a second, but I was like, well, I made up my mind and I'm doing it. Right. Just like everything else that I, I've done. So I just changed it. I introduced DT behind the lens through stories. I started interviewing female photographers in the blog, sharing them on stories, and then I just completely changed the feed. And so now if you look at the feed, it's a whole different look and feel. And I'm proud of it, even at the expense of my engagement. And I've never been one to be obsessed with engagement because I know what I've built and I know the brand that I've built and I'm confident in that. Um, And I know that the quality of content that I put out into the world is good. And so I don't need to obsess about, you know, how many likes. There's there's a lot of like horrible content out there that just gets insane engagement. So why am I going to stress out about that? You can't, you know, so and I'm, I'm. I've never been more proud of the Dame Traveler feed. And I also incorporated that into the book as well. Yeah. Tell us about the book. How did that come about? Yeah. So the book um, in 2017, I was approached by a different publisher and they emailed me and they said, you know, have you ever thought about turning your brand into a coffee table book? And I was like, wow. Well, you know, when I was in my dreaming phase, I used to like try to envision something more tangible outside of social media And I was so excited. So I went and had a meeting with her. And unfortunately, that fell through. But she referred me to a literary agent. And so I created a book proposal. And then uh, she sent it out to about 40 publishers. And 10 Speed Press of Penguin Random House picked it up. That was back in March in 2019. And they gave me two months with a minimum of 200 contributors that had to be in the book. Yeah. And I am quite the perfectionist. So that was like, what, two months? So, and I just had one uh, other person helping me. She's my editor, Laura, on my blog. And so her and I just got to work the moment they gave us a deadline, May 15th deadline. And yeah, so in two months, we finished the entire manuscript. And it was important to me for it to be diverse, inclusive, and just not only aspirational, but also very useful and helpful so it's a it's a coffee table book um hardcover book and it's a collection of 200 female travelers from my community and i also share a little bit of my story in the beginning but it's it's definitely eye candy but not only eye candy (laughs) brilliant thanks so much for this where can people find you online at dame traveler on instagram um and then you can find the book dame traveler live the spirit of adventure on amazon and barnes noble um if you just google it you'll find tons of people carrying it i wish the bookstores were open right now but unfortunately they're not there are so many great bookstores like the strand in new york that carry it but hopefully they will bounce back soon Um, and then nastasia's passport is my personal account so if you want to message me and say hi feel free to (laughs) Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. If you get any value from these episodes, it would mean the world to us if you could share the podcast with someone who needs it. You can always reach out to us on Instagram at rebelscreate or head over to creativerebels.co. And remember, always be creating. See ya. See ya.